0: Hello and welcome once again to another edition of Radio Elevate. I'm your host Cody Fair. I'm the youth minister there at Cross Point Church in Jonesboro, Tennessee, and I'm so glad that you were able to join us this afternoon for another edition of Radio Elevate. This week, got a very special guest going to join us here in just a few moments, Matt Pollock. He's the worship pastor there at Cross Point Church as well. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about the Sermon on the Mount as we continue on with the program today. But first, we're going to get kicked off just like we do each and every single week with just a little bit of worship, and this week we're going to start off with I Am They and No Longer Slaves.
1: You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song. Of deliverance from my enemies Till all my fears are gone and I'm no longer slave to fear I am a child of God
0: Yes
2: at But you are the most beautiful
0: We're gonna end on a high note today. Here's Mercy Me with Grace Gun.
3: Have you ever met those who keep humming when the song's through? It's like they're living life to a whole different tune. And have. you just got away with something Why? you just got away with something Ever since, ever since, Grace got you Ever since,
1: ever since, Grace got you Grace got you Got right away with something Bubbling inside of you Spilling over cause your life is full How incredible Undeniable Monumental like the Eiffel Uncontrollable Let the joy flow through Ha Giddy over, pity, pretty, please Let me see your hands in the air with you Watch your seats, warm it up, let go Shout it out, celebrate when you can't articulate Just say, amazing, grace." The second
3: you realize What you have inside It's only just a matter of
0: stick around because right after this break we're going to be right back with the worship pastor there at Cross Point Church in Jonesboro, Tennessee, Matt Pollack as we discuss the Sermon on the Mount as we continue our series red. This week we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5 verse 33 with a lesson entitled I swear. Stick around. We'll be right back.
4: Hey Radio Elevate, this is Matt. Worship pastor here at Cross Point Church. Man, what a great opportunity it is to spend time with you here on Radio Elevate. What a great platform and opportunity that you have to share with your friends and your family the good news of the gospel brought to you by Elevate Student Ministries. Cody and the team have done a fantastic job leading you in this ministry. We're excited about what they're going to be able to do through Radio Elevate. I hope you enjoy it. I know I'm looking forward to it. Join with me as we listen together this new lesson on Radio Elevate.
0: All right, and welcome back. Here with us today, we've got the worship pastor at Cross Point Church right there in Jonesboro, Tennessee. He's no stranger to the show, Matt Pollitt, joining us again today. What's going on with you today, Matt?
5: Hey, Elevate Radio, man. I hope you guys are having a good day. And, uh, man, it's great to be back with you,
0: Cody. Hey, man, it's great. It's great to have you. And it, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Uh, last time you were on the show, we were still in the Beatitudes. We're, we're a little bit further down the road in the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount this go around. Uh, right now, we're in Matthew chapter 5, verse 33. And uh, today, that's exactly where I want to start. And it says, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall shall not swear falsely. I think most people would interpret this as hey, don't lie. That's simple. And that much is true, but let's dig just a little bit deeper into what that could actually consist of. Now, here's some examples in the Bible that uh, that the Bible uses to teach us about oath-taking from the Old Testament. And these verses do come from the Old Testament. And I want to start with ex- Exodus uh, chapter 20 verse 7 and it says You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. So let's talk about that a little bit. Matt, what do you think about uh, Exodus 20, verse 7?
5: Um, You know, it's... um, Taking the Lord's name in vain is just one of those things where, you know, you're... you're, uh, Man, just just bringing discredit to his name, and, and I think that's that's one thing in our society, um, you know, that we we kind of just overlook a little bit, or you know, it, it, a lot of folks um, just kind of use it as a as a, a a flighty thing, and 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 I think that's really what this is hitting on here is, man, the Lord, the Lord's name, God's name, is power. It is is such uh, strength and and encouragement to us and that's how we should feel about it that's uh how sh- how we should look at it as believers and um man a, a lot of times we just kind of take that for granted just in the passing of uh, you know even even just oh my god or or you know just using christ's name in a sentence um in a way that's just kind of flouty and, and i think we as believers really have to to really um uh, just look at uh, what Christ has called us to here, and, and, and that's to use his name in a way that is reverent, it's strength, it's power uh, to the believer, and, uh, and that's what he's wanted us to focus on here.
0: And I, and I think, too, that we, we've we almost became so desensitized. You use the point of, you know, how many times a day does somebody say, well, oh, my God. But what we truly forget about is that misuse of God's name is really sinful.
5: Uh, it is. I mean, you look at it here in Exodus. These are uh, parts of uh, of the commandments here, and, and, and these are our guiding principles as believers. You know, these are uh, the laws set forth that, a lot of our laws in the United States of America came from uh, a, a lot of these guiding principles from scripture. And, and there's a lot of gravity to this. And and thank goodness there's forgiveness and there's grace and mercy uh, with God. But that's the one thing that we have to realize is there's a lot of power and weight in the name of of, of Yahweh, God. He He tells us his personal name, Yahweh. And he desires us to be that close to Him, and and when we take away the value of what His name is and what it means, man, we're really missing out on on some really incredible things that He's wanting to do in our life.
0: Yeah, my proper name's God, but my friends call me Yahweh.
5: Exactly, exactly, and 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 that's what He calls us. He calls us His friend, uh, His children. Uh, he, he's, he's our father and that's what he desires to be to us. And I think, uh, man, when we just, uh, take this verse for granted, especially, uh, in our life, man, we're discrediting, uh, truly what he desires to be in our life.
0: So I want to move forward to another verse and we're we're going to dip into Leviticus here for just a second. So nobody tune out. We're not going to be in there long. But Leviticus chapter 19 verses 11 through 12 says, do not deceive or cheat one another. Do not bring shame on the name of your God by using it to swear falsely. I am the Lord. So we just discussed about how, you know, really deceiving brings shame upon the name of God. But let's talk about how deception is really lying, which also brings shame upon God yeah
5: absolutely as believers man we're called to to do the big things and things that uh, aren't necessarily expedient in our life they they take a little longer to do possibly uh, but God tells us they're so worth it because at the end of the day he desires us to be in relationship with everybody around us And, and if we're proclaiming his name and as his children Uh, man, we should desire to hold ourselves to a higher standard. And and I think that's really uh, what we see here in Leviticus. And and if you go just one more verse down in in, in verse 13 there, uh, you shall not oppose your neighbor nor rob him. The wages uh, of a hired man are not, not to remain with you all night until morning. And so what he's telling us there is this extends to a lot of all the areas of our life, not just in the moment. Be gracious to the people that aren't necessarily deserving grace and, and, and do the right thing for the right thing's sake and not expediency or uh, just what makes you feel good in the moment do it because it's the right thing to
0: do yeah and really when we're talking about you know deceiving as lying that brings shame upon god's name reflection of god through us as believers is really misrepresented if we lie because you know uh being untruthful in and of itself and swearing to something by god in an untruthful manner brings shame upon god's name
5: absolutely and and and, and God desires to be the big things, the huge things in our life. And, and if something is a negative there, then it, it brings negative influence in the situation uh, to the people that need to hear about him the most. And uh, so, so that's where we have to be as believers is is able to and ready to not necessarily do the fast thing, not the expedient thing, but the right thing in all situations.
0: So I'd like to move forward a little bit. We're going to go to Numbers uh, chapter 30, verses 1 and 2. And it says, Then Moses summoned the leaders of the tribes of Israel and told them, This is what the Lord has commanded. A man who makes a vow to the Lord or makes a pledge under oath must never break it. He must do exactly what he said he would do. So... Let's first talk about an oath or really a promise to God should never be broken.
5: <laughs> it's weighty, and Moses is telling us here in this verse is that we should understand the weight of of what kind of uh, oath that we're taking b- before a righteous God. And when we take that oath, when we take that uh, a vow or, or what, what have you, however you're uh, version of, of the scripture read, uh, there is gravity to that. There is weight to that with God, but also with the person that that you may be taking the vow with as well. And so uh, I think we see that in marriage, uh, you know, in, in uh, the vows that we take as human beings, uh, uh, just in, in a lot of situations. If, if God is in the midst of it, uh, just like in marriage, Man, that is a weighty vow. You're, you're committing your life to your spouse uh, in front of God and everyone, and, and there is gravity to that. And, and if it's broken, um, like I said before, it's not that there's not grace and redemption there, but there are consequences to that and pretty weighty, heavy consequences.
0: So, basically, you know what Moses is commanding us and and don't forget, I mean, Moses has been given this law by God, but basically Moses is saying, "Hey, don't lie to god exactly
5: don't don't walk back something that you're not willing to commit to. don't commit to it, period, if you're not willing to commit to it a hundred percent and so, that's that's exactly what we talked about just a moment ago. Uh, with the, the scripture there in uh, in uh, Numbers uh, is or Leviticus, I apologize um, is when you take that vow, when you take that oath, when you take that uh, before God, man, you're you're an oath has a has a lot of weight to it, just like in United States government when you uh, take an oath in front of a judge, you. Uh, promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Uh, There's weight to that. There's gravity to that. It's why it was instituted in our judicial system, uh, and it comes from this exact verse. When you take that oath, you're putting gravity to what you're going to say. There there should be conviction there, and, and that's why in society today, People want to take that out. They don't want to take that kind of oath uh, because they feel it as offensive. And and the thing with it is, it's not supposed to be comfortable. When you take an oath, you should take that oath uh, to tell exactly what it is, what you're meaning. And you should commit, commit wholly to the conversation that you're having.
0: So basically... What do you think it is that causes us to break these promises to you know somebody else or, or even God for that matter?
5: Well, it, it, it's sin. It's it's the weight of sin. It's the weight of uh, the ease of getting out of something that's uncomfortable. Uh, you think about uh, sin just removes so much from our life. And, and, and I think uh, the part that that we struggle with the most as humans, as believers and non-believers, like, is uh, just the gravity of the choice that we make, and and it started in the Garden of Eden. There's a lot of gravity to that separation, and uh, as Adam and Eve realized that, uh, man, they understood that the decision they made was so so wrong. And and hindsight is always twenty twenty, and I know we've heard that saying a lot. And, if you've been around any length of time, uh, you've heard that saying a lot. And and, and and what that means is when we look back on decisions that we've made, there are some decisions that we regret wholeheartedly. Um, but thank goodness for grace and mercy. Thank goodness for a God that, that abounds in grace, is how Scripture uh, says it. And and thank goodness for that, because we as, as humans need that. Uh,
0: so much. So uh, I want to go ahead and move along to Deuteronomy chapter 23. We're going to be in verses 21 through 23 and it says, When you make a vow to the Lord your God, be prompt in fulfilling whatever you promised Him. For the Lord your God demands that you promptly fulfill all your vows or you will be guilty of sin. However... It is not a sin to refrain from making a vow, a vow. But once you have voluntarily made a vow, be careful to fulfill your promise to the Lord your God. So basically what we're being taught here is that prompt fulfillment of a promise ensures that a promise you made gets completed.
5: Absolutely. You know, the New American Standard Version says it is this. Uh, you shall be careful to perform what goes from your lips just as you have voluntarily vowed uh, to the Lord, your God, what you have promised. And so uh, you carefully perform what goes out of your lips. You know, we go back to verse 22. Uh, it's if, if, if you don't feel like you can commit to or, or stay in agreement with, then you need to refrain from that vow. You need to refrain from taking that oath. And, and so, uh, it is a commitment you know your yes has to be your yes your no has to be your no and and in some of those decisions man there's some pretty tough consequences to those uh you know we we have the choice to make uh if we make the correct choice then it's it's fairly easy it's not that it's not weighty it's not that it's not uh, there's consequence to or or financial strain from. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, it, it's just uh, it's more refreshing than it is anything. But if we make a vow and go back on it, then we struggle. And, and that's our conviction. That's what the Lord has uh, called us to when we enter a relationship with him, is that we're sensitive to his voice in our life, that that still small voice of of conviction to say, man, you, you vowed to this, you, you committed to this. Now you need to stay committed to it.
0: So, and and I want to touch on that just a little bit further. Now, not fulfilling a sin, a, a promise doesn't become sinful until you promise to fulfill something anyway, not, Taking on the responsibility and not getting yourself in the situation in the first place is not a sin. So what we've forgotten, I believe, a lot of times is that it's not a sin to say no.
5: Right. It's it's wise counsel uh, to if there's any question, if there's a question of formality, if there's a question of this or that, if you're uncomfortable with it, Don't let that commitment come out of your mouth. That's what it instructs us to do in verse 22 here in Deuteronomy. Don't let it come out of your mouth. Refrain from saying it. Have self-control, because as soon as it leaves your lips, you're committing wholeheartedly to what you said.
0: I think in general... Uh, us humans are kind of programmed to help. You know, if we see somebody in need, uh, we want to help that person. But sometimes, uh, you know, maybe too much of a good thing is a good thing in that sense, because we take on more than our than our plate can handle.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm the world's worst for this. I love helping people. I love being engaged and involved with people. And, and that's, That's the part that I have to be careful with. I only have so many hours in the day. I only have so much time. And if I commit to something and I can't make it, uh, then, man, I feel worse than if I would have just, you know, half-heartedly done it, you know, And, and I still feel bad in that. But but that goes back to everything that these verses are talking about. Man, we we have to commit fully to what we say yes to. Uh, And refrain, keep from doing the things that we can't commit to wholeheartedly. And so it's giving us clear direction here as believers uh, to say, look, it's okay. There are going to be things that you just can't get to. But what we should do is have other folks that, that we walk with, talk with every day, that we know are committed to and can fulfill those things and help them see the need for it and and show them uh those areas that need help and and they can offer help and they can offer their expertise and and it allows those things to get going it helps each other uh help in the situation
0: well folks we've got a a little bit more conversation coming your way Uh, don't go nowhere because we'll be right back matt pollock ain't going nowhere we'll be right back after this break stick around
4: Hey Radio Elevate, this is Matt, worship pastor here at Cross Point Church. I hope you're enjoying this lesson. I want to give you an opportunity to give to Radio Elevate, the ministry of Elevate Student Ministries of Cross Point Church. You can text the word give to 423 467 5311. That's 423 467 you can become a partner with Radio Elevate. Enjoy this lesson.
0: And we're back. We still got Matt Pollock here joining us today. We're going to continue on our, our series about uh, maybe some false, false oaths. And I want to start with this statement the world has a fantastic way of writing a narrative and overthinking things. And some people have taken Jesus's words in Matthew five thirty three to suggest that a Christian should never take an oath of any other kind. And, you know, that could be something as simple as like the pledge of allegiance or accepting an oath to an office. How would you respond to this interpretation?
5: Uh, you, you know, I think there needs to be gravity. I think, uh, you know, that's, that's what we talked about, um, in, in this verse in Deuteronomy, uh, you know, it's where the uh, judicial branch took the oath, um, uh, to, to God to tell the truth. So it's before your peers and it's before God. And, uh, when the founders established that, um, man, there was weight to that. And I think as a society, we've seen kind of the gravity and the weight of that kind of disappear. And, and that's the part where uh, it's a slippery slope. It really is. It's a, a scary slope to be going down as we've taken away uh, the, the, the integrity of and the importance of taking uh, that oath. When it leaves our lips, uh, just like we talked about just a bit ago as well, uh man that's that's before God and everybody he hears that and he holds us to that
0: you know as far as t- taking an oath of office means you know th- there's nothing wrong necessarily with with taking an oath of office cuz it just means that you've added to your oath of oath to God it means that as a leader you lean on God in his direction, not on your own. You can't leave your Christian values at the doors when you take an oath of office.
5: Yeah, you're enhancing. Um, Not not that there's... uh, 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 Enhancing, I guess is the wrong word, but more so of of, uh, committing more... uh, to your relationship with Christ. Uh, but also with, with whoever the oath is, is to, if it's our government, uh, the, the oath to defend and uphold the constitution, uh, all the things that are guiding principles to our country, uh, so help you God, uh, is, is gravity. It is weight. And I think, uh, we see our politicians kind of just, uh, go through the motions of that. And, and, and that's on both sides of the table. That's, that's, Uh, In a lot of areas, in a lot of different places, uh, we see them kind of wash on the importance of what that oath really means. And and probably more so now than we've ever seen in our history. Uh, Man, it's so, so, so important uh, that we understand when we take that oath, when we take uh, an oath, man, we are committing before God and everyone there that we are going to stay committed to that oath.
0: And, and it's important today that we need Christian leaders in positions of power because there's so much attack on the Bible through a lot of leaders. When you stand on you know the stairs of the Capitol building and your hand on the Bible, uh, you need to know what you're putting your hand on and keep the words of that Bible in addition to your oath to office.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's gravity to that.
0: So uh, we're going to move on to Romans chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, and it says, Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. Now, I think there's a lot of truth to that, but when there is somebody in power that does not have Christian values, you're going to find that out real, real quick.
5: Yeah, absolutely, but but here, here's uh, people that know me know that I love politics and and probably too much. I I, I invest a lot of time and energy into politics for whatever reason. I, I've just always had a fascination with how our government runs. Always loved uh, our history and all those things of our country. But but uh, you know, over the past few years, man, I've really struggled uh with how god uh, let things happen in our government. And and here's this this one verse gave me a whole lot of clarity in my life. And and, and I hope that it brings you clarity in your life as as young adults that are uh, getting ready to to start forming opinions and having opinions about how our government works and with society telling you to think one way and uh, your heart in 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 your relationship with the lord uh reminded you uh that you need to think another way and in this verse gave me a whole lot of clarity and and as we read on in in romans chapter 13 it's a couple of verses past this one it says all these things are put in place for the fulfillment of scripture and that's that's believers and non-believers alike as far as our government is is set in place, things are going to happen to fulfill the truths of Scripture. So from Genesis to Revelations, all the things that God tells us are true uh, and, and are going to happen, they have to happen in a particular order. And he is ordaining those things to happen in that order. Thus, our government, even people that May not be believers or, or know the reason, the fundamental reason why they're there is for the fulfillment of Scripture. Even if they don't know Christ, they're there in those moments to uh, fulfill the entirety of Scripture. From Genesis to Revelation, it's the truth of Scripture. And that's what we have to remember here yes, there are going to be people in power. There are going to be things that happen in our world. And and, um, and, and there's going to be uh, people in power that we don't understand why we're there. But, but, but Paul writes here, and it's so clear uh, what he's writing about that we submit to the authority of because it's God ordained and we pray for them. We encourage them. We push them and in a direction that we would like him to go. But at the end of the day, we should be praying for them that their heart would be softened by God if they don't know him and come to know him as an as a intimate relationship uh, and make the decisions that, that are godly, uh, truth-filled principles.
0: So going back to uh, the main verses we're studying today, Matthew 5.33, uh, what do you think Jesus meant by when he said, let what you say be simply yes or no, anything else comes from evil?
5: Yeah, man. I mean, any uh, your yes has to be yes, your no has to be no, because that speaks to your character. But. It, as a believer as a professing believer it speaks to the character of god in your life and and i think that's that's the thing we have to be truth tellers we have to be firm in our foundation and our knowledge and, and belief of who god is and what he desires to be in our life and also what he desires to be to the people around us and so if we're shaking on our yes and our no answer if if it's a kind of yes or a kind of no then man, it calls into question a whole lot of things. And, and I know that seems kind of unfair, but at the end of the day, if you got a friend that's kind of flaky, you don't really put a whole lot of faith and trust in them. But if you've got someone that says, yes, I'll be there, you count on them being there. And if they're not there, then, then you start worrying about them. You call to find out what's going on. If it's somebody that's kind of flaky, you kind of just write it off. You, you really don't know, and you don't hold them to a high standard. But, well, but God has called us to be all held to a high standard for each other, that our yes is our yes, and our no is our no.
0: Yeah, and I think anything greater than a yes really kind of opens up room for some false promises, and any reason that we give after a no kind of leads to an excuse as to why we can't help with something in the first place. And we're opening up reasons to lie or justify when we can't help with something, and sometimes that's just not necessary. You know, maybe spending time with family and God may mean more to you than helping someone with a task that doesn't need to be completed immediately. And and that's okay. You don't have to always justify your no's. A simple no is better than an excuse that may or may not be 100% true, and you'll end up really treading into that line of lying to give an excuse as to why you can't help.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if it's a, if it's a strong, maybe, I think most of us understand that's a no, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so if it's a, well, maybe I can commit to it. Then we, we understand that that's a no, you know? So our yes has to be our yes. Our no has to be our no. That's for integrity. That's for uh, man, just the foundations and the fundamentals of, of who God's called us to be as believers.
0: Well, and simply uh, when somebody asks for a favor and you say, hey, I'll try my best. If in your heart, I'll try my best is just a really polite way of saying no, you're being untruthful. You're being yeah, sinful I'm, in that moment.
5: Yeah, I mean, you're you're doing yourself a discredit and you're discrediting uh, the person that, that you're kind of committing to um, in the first place and and God calls us to so much more uh, than those type of relationships
0: so do you think culture has relaxed Jesus's teaching on a false oath
5: I, I think culture has has done a lot to detract from um uh, the the severity and the weight of what sin is and uh, our yes is our yes and our no is our no to be a little more comfortable. Um, and, and you know, the one thing that that always comes to my mind is the further away from the garden that we've gotten, uh, the less and less uh, we feel the weight of sin in our life. And and that's by design. I mean, free will really kind of allows us to uh, to put uh, just quotation marks or uh just solid question marks around a whole lot of places in our life and i think that's why god has called us to so much more as believers and and i think that's why this is so imperative in our life that our our yes is our yes and our no is our no it's a solid commitment we're we're committed to each other we're committed to christ uh we're just committed wholeheartedly and and man if we can get ourselves to that point where we're being sensitive to the, the conviction and, and the power of Christ in our life to help lead guide us through our everyday and and really just uh, allow him to do the big things in our life man it, it's so awesome to watch him just move and stir and move in our life
0: yeah. You know, I think, you know, when we're talking about a a false oath and has culture relaxed Jesus' teaching, I mean, let's call a false oath what it is. A false oath is basically a lie. And, you know, and has society uh, really relaxed Jesus' teaching of a false oath? I mean, absolutely, because we've become so sensitized that the absolute truth has almost become offensive. And in my notes here, I've, I've got the term gender fluidity on there. I mean, when we are trying to convince people that a man is a woman or a woman is a man, that is the absolute epitome of trying to get somebody to believe a lie.
5: Well, and, and you have, you have a whole lot of different, uh A whole lot more different, uh, more different. Good grief! You could tell I'm from the country. Golly, double negatives all day long. Um, you know, you could uh, just see that that even now uh, there there is uh, a, a group that uh, allows for you to reassign your gender from birth. Uh, that your birth gender is not. Uh, who you are who you have to be that that actual truths are are not necessarily truths it's your truth and and so uh, you know gender fluidity just all these things and, and you see things just slowly slowly creep in uh and accepted by society and and that's that's the part where we have to stand firm look you know it's not that we don't love them it's not that we don't care about them and care for them. We should, and and God's called us to do that. We love the person. That's the one part of uh, Crosspoint that I love so much and and elevate how you guys minister to, to our students there is at the end of the day, yes, we can disagree on everything, but we love each other to walk with each other and share in each other's life and impart in each other's life and, and eventually, we're both going to come to the truths, actual truths, biblical truths that God's called us to come to and, and journey that together. And and there is no uh, gray area with with what the truths of Scripture are. The people that put the gray area are us uh, trying to deal with sin. Uh, but we got to call it what it is. We've yeah. got to call it for what we see it as. And it's completely and utterly sin.
0: Yeah, And, and we have and, to
5: address that.
0: Yeah, and, and the thing about gray areas are, they're really not gray areas. It's just our heart not wanting to accept the truth.
5: Absolutely. And, and I think that's the part that we've got to, to take on the most is there are no gray areas. God, Christ, Scripture, all of those things are cut and dry. Sin is sin, and it is it is weighed uh, on on the scale of Scripture. Uh, for so long we've tried to weigh the uh, the the weight of sin by a worldly standard, and it's not the world's to judge at all. Uh, God said that He is the righteous judge, and and that sin should be weighed on what He calls sin, and that's uncomfortable for us because that's where we operate as. As uh, humans, we are sinful creatures. Christ said that uh, our hearts are inherently wicked, uh, and they are. We saw that in the Garden of Eden. But, but to address that in a society that says, follow your heart, you know, that's a dangerous proposition. Our heart is inherently wicked, and it's going to uh, send us in a direction that we don't necessarily want to go or, or should go. And, and the part that we have to be sensitive to and the part that we have to address is, is the fact that um, we're called to, to be uh, convicted and, and balance ourselves with Scripture, know the truths of Scripture. And, and as we know those truths and as we uh, gather the knowledge in, in Scripture and, and see Christ do the amazing things, and hear God from a personal level, uh, man, it sure does teach us how to deal with sin in our life and walk with people that are dealing sin- with sin in their life. And that's the important part. It's not up to us to judge anything. We, we have uh, markers that are given to us by Scripture. Those are called the fruit of the Spirit. And, and as believers, we are called to uh, uh, walk with each other and, and help each other bear those fruits. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All those things, we're called to walk with each other. And that's how we know uh, that, that a believer is is healthy in their relationship with the Lord. And, and so that's, that's how we see it. It's not ours to judge, but it is ours to say, Hey, man, because I love you, I want you to, to see where these fruits aren't shining through or help me see where the fruits aren't shining through in my life and journey with each other and and come alongside each other and just love each other in a way that we can share the good stuff on a day in, day out basis and know that when we walk away from that conversation, that we're loved by that person and that person cares for us so much just like Christ did with his disciples and the people that he interacted with while he was here on earth.
0: You know, I think uh, that's one thing about the Sermon on the Mount as we've been going through this series is Jesus adds a lot of clarity in the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus clears up a lot of gray area because as we made the mention a few moments ago, there is no gray area. It's all truth or it's all lie. There really is no in the middle there and Jesus is able to clear that up, you know, uh, there, there's an old saying that says a man is only as good as his word and, and that's a lot of what we've had to talk about today is how a man or woman really is only as good as their word because there's only truth, there's only lie and we need to keep our words true. We don't need to give false testimony, uh, uh, false oaths or anything like that so that we can stay in the right lane with God. And Matt, I certainly want to thank you for joining us today here on this edition of Radio Elevate. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners?
5: Man, I just encourage you to stay strong in the Word of God. Know His truths. Uh, you know, uh, David writes in Psalms one nineteen eleven 11 uh, that, man, to know your truths, O oh Lord, to, to have your truths hidden in my heart uh, that I might not sin against you. And, and the one thing that Uh, that I want to encourage you with is to know the truths of God's word, know the scripture, because it is protection for you from sin. You understand completely. And and the conviction that comes from that, the way that comes from that uh, man sure does allow you uh, to just have a lot more freedom. You know, you understand clearly uh, where God is stirring and driving you in your life and, and, and to hear his voice and, and to know that in the midst of uh, just the turmoil and the things that kind of detract us or, or uh, keep us not focused on him, man, we can really see uh, that he desires to do the big things in our life and, and, and we need to trust him more. And so that's my encouragement to you, Radio Elevate, uh, encouragement to myself, and uh, I hope it's encouragement to Cody is, Dive into God's word, know the truths of his word that that you can know personally uh, the direction that God desires you to be going in. Uh, Hear the truths of his word, put them in your heart uh, that it can protect you, that you won't sin against him and you'll know exactly uh, what's going on in your life.
0: Well, right there it is. And now here it is, August the second, twenty twenty. I swear is in the books and now the title I swear is more than just a boys to men song. It's an episode on Radio Elevate and I wanna thank Matt Pollock, the worship pastor there at Cross Point Church, so much for joining us today. Matt, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for always
5: jo- always a pleasure, Radio Elevate. Thank you, Cody. Uh thank you, team, for just what you do uh to minister to the students here and Uh, Putting on Radio Elevate, man. Uh, I love you. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, hey, it's it's a special day today, August the 2nd, because uh, today's August the 2nd. It's so the day this episode's going to drop, which means today at 430, we're going to be right there at 1148 East Main Street as we kick off a brand new series called System Reset right there with the Elevate crew. Had an awesome time at the cookout just a couple of weeks ago. I know we had to uh, uh, punt and get the ball back just a little bit so that we could start our new series, but man, we're going to be rocking and rolling right there at the main camp- campus today right there at 430 anybody in earshot of this if you're age uh, 7th grade up through high school we'd love to have you join us come spend time in God's Word with us as uh, the world has has really turned upside down this year and sometimes we just gotta hit that reset button so that's what we're gonna do today at uh, 430 there at the main campus and until next week I want to thank you so much for joining us my name's Cody Fair and this has been Radio Elevate have a great week we'll see you next time